So, okay, hi Elda. Um, you invited me to Java One session last year, which was full. There were lots of speakers, lots of questions. Um, my question to you is, what was your road to Java E? So obviously, the session was about uh, Java E. But what I'm curious is, why at all you are interested in Java E? Well, actually, uh, I have been working with Java uh, for almost 20 years and with Java E for like uh, uh, 15 years, maybe. And what I have been, I have been seeing since then is that Java E is pretty stable. Uh, although many uh, claim that is not uh, so, so fast to, to bootstrap, but once you have your uh, environment set, it's pretty, pretty, affordable to have a good performance. Uh, the API is today uh, very mature, very evolved. So uh, I really enjoy because you can rely, you can you have options to to see, to use uh, any application server that you want. Uh, all of them are very, <clears throat> very modern today. So yeah, I really enjoy Java E. Uh, I have tried many other technologies through my career, and uh, I have chosen to use Java E, and I, I, I'm happy about it. <laughs> yes, but what you said, it actually sounds boring, right? Everything is stable, yeah. everything works, and uh, you <laughs> like it. So uh, usually, developer will hate such a thing. They say, okay, I mean, I download and it just works. So why you like boring stuff, let's say, or mature stuff? Why you are excited about that? Yeah, because you know uh, we are talking about enterprise develop development. Uh, enterprises really need those <laughs> kind of boring because they need to to know that uh, when they deploy the, the the application, it will really have a good good performance. Uh, it will not uh, being stopping every every time every de new deployment. It will scale up, scale down if you need. You can build a, a good cluster with uh, <clears throat> some nodes and you can rely on that cluster. So as long as we are talking about um, many kind of huge applications, uh, I really believe that those those features uh, are, are, are searched for, for enterprises companies, uh, especially big ones. <clears throat> but would you use Java E for a pet project? Like you would like to implement something on a weekend? So will you still choose Java E or something else? Yes, actually I, I did many times on my career. Uh, I worked as a freelancer uh, many, many years. And I use it for, for, for pet projects for... You know, uh, just do my this this little module for me, mm -hmm. and I use it. And you know, no, I, I don't I don't see any problem for that uh, to to use Java for that. Yeah, but you could use something funkier. But you still, you know, decided to use a boring stuff. Why? <laughs> Man, you know, uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I I I think that you know, you we have. Uh, a specification that is is standardized. Uh, anyone can implement it. Any any vendor, for example, can 
can implement it. Uh, we can have, we, we are having, for, for example, microprofile that it's a real new uh, kind of new stuff on the, the microservice approach that is born from the Java E. So we have a, a whole ecosystem that can really uh, allow that new stuff has born, has has think about it. So, well, uh, I, I, still, I still would would choose Java E for that. Okay. So um, in 2006, I, uh, I remember exactly the date, I also started a um, pet project. And what I wanted to do is... <laughs> to uh, implement a control for a heating of a house, so to make it more intelligent. And on purpose, because I'm a Java developer, I didn't want it to use Java. So back then, 2006, Ruby on Rails was huge. So I said, okay, I will try to do, do it with Ruby on Rails. So first, I started with a table. I think the name, the name of the table was heating item, and uh, this uh, Rails failed completely back then because it should be hitting items and uh, the from the arrows it was really hard to grasp so then I found it out so I just was able to do it with hitting items then I wanted to access a database and this was back then was really hard to find a driver so I only was able to find a driver for I think was my sequel but it was nothing mm -hmm. for Postgres so uh, I struggle with that a little bit and what, when it completely failed was I had to use uh, the uh, COM to the serial, you know, the serial port in order to talk to the to the heating control. And I mm -hmm. supposed to, uh, to, 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 to do it on a weekend, and I couldn't. I said, okay, now uh, enough with the funky technology. And the next weekend, I started with Java E. And what I remember back then, I think it was Java E5 was on the horizon. And I used a pre-release from uh, JBoss, and not even the dependency injection worked properly because this EGB was in wrong package or something like this. But since I was able right away, you know, use JPA to to read and write from the table, then I found in a book a driver to the serial port. So I used that. And on a weekend, I have a working prototype. So for me, I always use Java E for boring or for my pet projects because I could more freely think about the business problem and uh, and I didn't have to think at all about, you know, the boring Java E stuff because I knew everything is there and will just work, you know. So uh, yeah, this is actually what I really excited about Java E and Java mm -hmm. because I know uh, if someone asks me about something, I can estimate in a few minutes whether it is actually doable or not. And with the other technologies, uh, it is not always the case that it actually at the end you will find something which is which will work, right? Yeah, you have actually uh, many stuff that are uh, abstracted from from you as a developer, so you don't need to to start real really from the scratch. You know, you have many things that are available in the environment for you. Mm -hmm. And you started. <laughs> um, you said you had twenty years of Java experience, so you started with JDK one zero. Yeah, actually, one, 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 two, uh, like, 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 just like around, around that that time. What was your first application, or your first test project, you know, or whatever you wrote? Yeah. What was the yeah the first view lines in Java? You remember that? Well, I was working with Visual Basic on that time, and 
you know, I just did did <clears throat> some kind of uh, standalone project. I, I really don't remember exactly, but I I, link, I remember that uh, moving from that first project, uh, we have a small one uh, using just servlet and JSP a, a couple of time. But this after. Was, this was later, I think. So the servlets came yeah, nineteen ninety seven or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know the the very first one I really don't remember. Oh man! But, uh, so my was Applet. My was Applets, of course. Oh, Applet. Yeah, yeah. I use it. I use Applet on the second one for for logging. Okay. <clears throat> and then why you stick with Java? Well, uh, you know, uh, I really, I really was looking for something that uh, you know my career could could uh, rely on from from the course of the years. So uh, people sometimes uh, complain that Java is is not so fast to evolve. Uh, it is not uh, you know that that very new trending that is hot right now. We we took a little time to 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 get into the Java, but uh, as we think that Java is uh, since the day one, a technology for production stuff. Uh, I don't think that this this little time that uh, things uh, need to, to to come into the technology is a uh, is a bad thing, but it's a good thing at, at the end of the day because, uh, as we said, uh, as I said on the 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 last the last question, uh, it's a it's a something that maybe mainly the the enterprise corporations. Uh, rely on so uh, when I when I think about my career I think that Java is, is something that we can we can see long years uh, for for involvement evol for technology growing for adding new stuff when they are really uh, ready to be uh, put on the, the technology on the specification so we we can we have for example options of different vms but we know that each vm when i put my code in that vm it will run uh, on any any operation system so uh, for for the point of view of my career uh, i think that java is uh, a good way to to know that uh, i can choose and 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 say and, and maybe be sure that uh, we will have some years of uh, investment of my time of my the jobs that I work the projects. Mm -hmm. So for, for from the point of view of, of my career uh, for the, that time, I thought that was the best option. And today uh, I'm pretty sure that I was I was correct. Yeah. What about you? How about me? Um, I was. Uh, I have to admit, as Java came out, I was C plus plus developer, and someone of a young C plus plus developer, someone said, "Okay, um, the, the the through or object oriented stuff is uh, called Oak, and it came out. So Oak was before. I don't know actually how they find it out, but uh, then it was renamed to Java, and I started with Java one zero beta or something. It was nineteen ninety five. Because from 1997, I'm a freelancer, so it has to be around 1995. And um, and what I liked in, with Java is uh, it 
in deeply impressed me everything from the branding, you know, with the coffee and the Duke and the applets and Sun Microsystems and the servers. So the whole environment was like, you know, uh, from this was like an from an alien planet. This was the impression. Back then, I used, you know, VI and C++ and Linux. And it was excited, exciting, but not as, you know, the new fresh web world. And I just like that. Um, I don't know why. Uh, and and then my first project were, of course, some applets, e-commerce. Then I wrote a chat with RMI backend, content management systems, and so forth. And I stick with Java since then, not because... Uh, I, I still like that because I got more and more requests. So I was somehow forced to use Java. And um, at the beginning, my plan was to to learn as many programming languages as possible. But uh, yeah, I, now I know after 20 years, it's actually not really possible to be master in all programming languages. So I'm already really struggling with Java and JavaScript to be good uh, with it. And I cannot just uh, imagine to learn, you know, another ten programming languages and be good uh, programming them, using them. So for me, it was like a little strange relation with Java. At the beginning, I was deeply impressed with the full environment design and whatever. So, so the whole thing was really impressed me. I don't know why. It was like from the beginning, it was a strange relation to Java. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, you wanted me, um, so the the story of the podcast was uh, last year around, I think after Java 1, you wrote me an email and you wanted to ask me questions for a conference. And my answer was, I have, uh, the, my mailbox is full, I have no time to answering emails, but we can, we can record a small podcast and you can answer, you can ask me whatever you like and I will try to answer the do it interview. So, uh, do you still remember the questions? If you like, we can do it right now. If not, yeah, 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 sure. So, yeah. Uh, ask me whatever you like, and uh, so we can complete this task. Okay, yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you for accepting. It was a pleasure to to be with you on that that uh, that I know not like a talk, but uh, was a real big forum that we have on, on Java One. And by that time, we was just uh, get known about Jakarta Inn. We didn't have that name still in that, that opportunity. But uh, Oracle was has announced that uh, was moving Java E to, to Eclipse Foundation. And many people uh, with doubts why and, and when and how and so on. But uh, boy, my first question is, uh, what do you think about this movement uh, from Java E to Eclipse now to Jakarta E? Uh, what what do you think about the, the first time that you you realize it? So there are two sides. So in, um, first, I one of the view uh, uh, people out there who probably believe that uh, the Oracle was really good steward of Java E. So I know the spec leads, and I have to say all of them were brilliant. So they had, uh, you know, Bill Shannon and uh, Linda DeMichael, and uh, there was the other uh, gal from the EGB spec, and uh, Martina Vatkina back then. And um, all these people from, from, this was actually prior Sun people now working for Oracle, which is brilliant. And um, I was an uh, expert group member of, of many of these specs, but I have to say, <clears throat> I was without any major contributions I was really pleased with the outcome, even if it was slow. It's not like I missed something. I was really always 
pleasantly surprised what uh, Oracle or Sun could achieve back then. Now, what I also recognize, because most of the spec leads worked on different projects, Java 8 was late. So this was the issue, and Oracle didn't communicate that very well, and the whole community thought Java is dead. So um, for me, it was still no non-issue, because I was very pleased with Java 7, still I am, and I didn't miss anything, so I was hyper-productive, I would say, in my projects. So whether Java 8 would come on time or not, but I recognized there is an issue. And with the move to Jakarta EE and Eclipse, and at, uh, on the other hand, the Jakarta EE name is brilliant. So EE4J would be a huge mistake, I would say. So Jakarta EE, I really like the name. It's a historical name. You know, back then, jakarta.apache.org hosted all the Java-related projects. So with that move, I think uh, the whole backlash on Java E was resolved. So it was it was very good for marketing, um, and therefore for the project. What uh, I I joined the mailing list in Jakarta E, and what I'm a little bit uh, afraid of is the whole discussion right now. You know, we have to introduce profiles, but we don't know the names, and uh, just we need profiles to be more lightweight and then I ask you know what you are missing is Java to heavyweight no it isn't but the perception is it is so we have to introduce profiles but we don't know the names yet uh, and uh, so it's not like we shouldn't do something just to be good for the marketing we should do something to be good uh, for uh, developer ergonomics and uh, and to support developers productivity so um, we should should remain pragmatic. So this is my bigger concern in Jakarta uh, right now. Not that it becomes, you know, uh, a playground for modularization and uh, and uh, whatever, um, and and we forget, you know, the the target, which is it should remain boring technology, which is hyper productive. <laughs> right, right, true. And well, I don't know. You're done with this. this yeah. Question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was following the, this this thread about profiles, and I, I saw many many different opinions and, and so on. But what do you think about profiles? You, you think that we we should stick with profiles, or with the modularization? Maybe in the future we we don't need them anymore. What do you think about profiles? I think what we need first is the, uh, I would call it like the main profile. So think I think. Uh, I think we we need profiles first. So, but my approach to profile would be a slightly different. So, I would first set up a main profile. It's the first profile, and the main profile I would try to deprecate as many technologies as pro, as possible. Like for instance, SOAP, probably even EJB if we move the annotations to CDI, and uh, whatever is not needed, I would just deprecate it from the main profile. Having that said, I will introduce a profile with a negative name at the same time and call it, for instance, legacy profile. And this legacy profile would include everything. So SOAP, EJBs, and whatever is now in Java 8, it will be in the legacy profile. And then I will stop. Probably. So if you if you really need it, I would, I would create like essential profile. And this would only include, for instance, JSR 3.30 with, um, this is the CD, at inject. Not even CDI, so and and interceptors, but this, yeah, something like you know, like the core, and then I will stop. And any other profile, I would create like a spreadsheet and say, okay, if you would like to have a profile first, I would require you to give me a use case. What is the use case this profile is going to be solved? 
And the use case has to be a nice name. I think micro profile is not enough because microservice profile, not micro profile, don't don't mean micro profile, I or rather microservice profile, is not enough because it doesn't mean anything. I would expect like, you know, messaging profile or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then if everyone sees the you know the the conclusions and the argumentation is logical, then we could introduce the profile. But if not, I would just don't introduce the profile. So I would try to keep the core as lean as possible and introduce profiles on real demand, not just because we can do this. Okay, got it. Got it. So, yeah, it should be you know it should remain boring. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, true. Well, but, uh, you know, uh, we are uh, maybe talking about the future here, but right now we, we are in the middle of this process of transferring from, from Oracle to, to Eclipse Foundation. So, And <clears throat> people claim in the, in the past that Oracle <clears throat> sorry, was not uh, going fast enough in the evolution. So so what do you think about the Eclipse Foundation? You, you, you think that we have uh, more uh, agility on the new implementations, on the next, maybe on Jakarta 90? Uh, we think that we are going to have best uh, involvement from the community. Uh, what are those points to think about this, this migration? So the migration is a huge undertaking. I don't think it's over. So there is still TCKs and whatever has to be migrated. It was never done before. I think this is one of the largest uh, Eclipse projects so far. And um, it is uh, too early to tell because right now there's lots of discussion and we are migrating, but nothing new happens. On the other hand, what I'm deeply impressed with is the pace MicroProfile is going. So they had four releases in 2017 with uh, really added value. So and this is also a solution to the problem. So if Jakarta E will move too slowly, we still have micro profile which could move quicker. Yeah, true. Yeah, fine. And <clears throat> well, we are. Uh, I was, uh, you know, last week we have here in Brazil uh, the Oracle Open World Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some stuff that we will see in San Francisco in October. Maybe we we. We saw here, and uh, I, I saw a lot of people cloud, uh, talking about cloud native. And you know, cloud native is something that Eclipse is is uh, trying to attach to to Jakarta. Uh, what do you think about it? You you think that we have you're gonna have maybe on the future versions, or or on the other hand, maybe Jakarta is already cloud native uh, capable. What do you think about it? How's your vision about cloud-native applications? Actually, before this talk today, uh, I was in a a conference call with my clients talking about uh, Jenkins' pipeline for cloud-native Java E apps, Java E8. uh, Sorry, Java E7 apps, uh, not uh, Java E8 yet. Uh, They will come soon. So actually, all my projects are cloud-native. And uh, I don't even know what has to be done because what cloud native actually means it has to be configured from outside there's a 12 factor apps and by definition most of the openshift for instance openshift applications are cloud native or if you put something to oracle uh, container cloud is also cloud native has to be otherwise uh, it wouldn't work so <clears throat> i don't even know what has to be done because the only thing what what you have to do in cloud native world is uh, to inject uh, dependencies, uh, sorry, configuration from the environment, from the 
from the operating system. So this is what we always do. And what could be improved, of course, is the staging configuration of the applications, as on the staging configuration. The configuration of the application service, which is supported already by most of the application service, for instance, the Payara provides uh, placeholders, Open Liberty uh, supports uh, placeholders, which are automatically resolved with um, with the environment entry. So this is what is needed for st staged environment. So we have it already. What we don't have is it's not standardized yet, but this is what the, I think, the config in Jakarta, -E, which is discussed right now in the mailing list, and uh, what could also a uh, micro profile do. So I think um, there's almost nothing to do to, to be done in, in cloud native environment. Um, I, I don't know what's even what, what's lacking. So I already used Java E with Kubernetes in the clouds, and, uh, and it works since Java 7, not even Java 8. Uh, of course, um, one thing which will um, help is Java 8 and JWT token. So this is actually a, a, a really nice integration of uh, token-based authentication in microservices. This will help in cloud native and in microprofile we have open API, which generates the open API from REST endpoints, which will also help cloud native applications. So these are two very useful things. And metrics are already available. And actually, by the way, by most application servers, they were always available. So uh, performance metrics. I think my first talk about performance metrics on application servers was even more than five years ago at Java 1. So I will have to check it out. So more than five years. This is like, um, it was as um, Oracle bought Sun. This was my first uh, talk about, uh, about this topic. And right now, this is more formalized because we have the matrix API in, in MicroProfile. So um, I think there is uh, lots to be done to be streamlined. So what we could move, we can remove superfluous um, APIs from the core. And we can, uh, yeah, but uh, right now, my apps are cloud native already and there was not a uh, lot to do. Yeah, great. And uh, talking about a little about career, uh, well, you, we have, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, uh, there in Europe, but here in Brazil and Latin America, I saw many young developers talking that uh, well, no, uh, we we won't start with Java E because uh, it's difficult to learn and it's boring and uh, you know uh, how do you see uh, with this new movement? I, I saw many many people trying to contribute on, on Jakarta right now. The 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 lists are really really a lot of content being spread and little. Uh, much uh, many opinions, many many answers, replies, and so on. Uh, how do you say about career? If if we, for people they're starting from scratch, it's a good technology for for starting. It's not. Uh, what do you think about it? Um, it was, I think, a few. I don't know, four years ago, uh, a student joined uh, my workshop. Um, workshop at the Munich Airport, airhex.com. And uh, yeah. and he asked me, you know, uh, Java is great, exactly exact the same question. And he would like to stick with Java E because it's uh, really productive and um, whether he should be, you know, go the freelance road with Java E. So I guess it's really hard to tell because uh, freelancing is, is uh, it could be great, but it's also tough. So it really depends on your personality, right? So sure. there was no advice, but he did it. And now his career skyrocketed. You know probably Sebastian Daschner, right? And uh, <laughs> now he is, uh, I would say, Java rockstar. 
He has lots of projects. He does, you know, cloud native with Java. He's a bright guy, young guy, and uh, one of the most famous developers in, in Germany, I would say, if not worldwide. He does some tours in Japan. And I would say his career, uh, career is, is brilliant. I mean, there is, uh, and, and, and he's very successful. I met him in a, in a conference this spring, and he seems to be uh, very satisfied with the decision, and uh, he just enjoys that. So, um, and if you look at the Java E, it is it is not hard to learn Java E because the APIs I would say are more or less trivial, uh, except you know the old Corba and JNDI, but you don't have to learn it right now. And um, and what you learn are the concepts. And regardless whether you use Java E or Node.js or Go or or Veritex or something else, you will still have to understand you know what caching does to consistency and uh, whether local transaction, distributed transaction could even work. And this is where you are confronted confronted in Java E from day one. And the other technologies, they hide it a little bit. And later, you, you run into bigger problems if you don't consider these principles from day one. So I would say, um, or... What I also did, I showed without telling what it is Java E to startups, and then all projects so far, it was taken. And they asked me, you know, why it is so great? Why is it so productive? What is it? And then I told them, okay, it's Java E. It's like, we don't care. It's just great. So I, I do actually, I have several projects do with startups. They run on-premise and in the cloud, and they chosen Java E without knowing that it's Java E. We only had a workshop, and I, I hacked with them a quick prototype, and they were delighted. And they even asked me, you know, why is the performance so great? We do nothing, and it just runs. Like, yeah, I mean, because you do nothing. You just focus on the business logic, and you don't try to be funky with patents. You just, you know, do your stuff. So for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. And uh, But I also see that, for instance... Uh, so Note, I would say, Note was very popular, but right now it, the popularity a little bit uh, goes back. So that's my observation. And now Rust or Go is gaining uh, momentum, also Rust even more than Go. And the question is, no, you, would you like to, to follow you know, all the technologies every two years and switch complete the, the programming languages? If you stick with Java, EE, you will learn the concepts and then you can switch to whatever you like. And also... My observation is I do lots of JavaScript right now, and the longer I wait, the longer JavaScript looks like Java. So the, the funny stuff is TypeScript and Java becomes more and more, uh, TypeScript and JavaScript, they become more and more like Java. Oh, great. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know TypeScript, never tried, but uh, I saw a lot of people try and, and talk about it. Have you tried? Yeah, I use it uh, in projects. I, I try to stick with the standard uh, JavaScript, so ES6. This is what I do in my commercial projects. And I, uh, I use TypeScript because I had to use it, or had to use it. I use it in Angular 2 project. Uh, now it's Angular 4, 5, okay. or 6. Um, so I had to use it, and it's fine. I use a subset of TypeScript um, and ES6. I use it all the time. So ES6, ECMAScript, is the new JavaScript. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Java. Yeah? I could uh, actually, I really like it because it's like Java. So this is what I do actually, Java and JavaScript. Okay. Uh, let me check here. Oh, well, what about serverless? Uh, have you have you tried something? Have you done something reading production? Because uh, I have seen a lot of training around serverless, but uh, yeah, I know a few projects using 
Uh, have you used it in some projects in some of your user cases? Um, serverless is more about business concept. Um, I used that uh, several times, uh, mainly on stage of Oracle Open World Code in uh, Berlin and uh, where are Berlin and the other city I actually forgot. So uh, Warsaw, yeah, exactly two uh, two times. And um, I use the FN project uh, from uh, GitHub. So it's the open source Oracle project. And what I did then, I combined actually serverless with Java. So I use CDI and JSONB inside serverless functions. And um, for most of my project, this serverless does not matter at all because we have a consistent load. And if you don't have, um, I mean, serverless is better if you have, you know, Peaks, or at least you know, if your function is invoked, you know, several times a day, so you don't, your server don't have to to wait uh, to to run uh, the the whole time. If you have a, uh, a constant stream of transactions, then your functions are going to be to be invoked uh, all the time, and if they are invoked all the time, uh, there is actually no benefit of of uh, of having functions because there is there is no no time where they actually go down. They are called hot functions, so they run all the time, and you will have to pay per request. So, but I see the point. If you have payment gateways or PDF conversions or whatever, you can use just server functions. And for me, they are, from the conceptual perspective, very similar to message-driven beans. Okay, got it. Yeah, makes makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, well. Uh, how do you see the the future? Uh, what what do you expect for the next few years uh, about Jakarta and, and the market? Uh, what uh, what are your ex expectations? So, um, my observation is that uh, most of my clients, uh, and the clients are larger companies in Europe, are more and more interested in solutions, not technology. And uh, they were a little bit burned with uh, constant migration in the JavaScript ecosystem. And I think they expect a little bit, um, uh, I would say, stability and commodization of the technologies. So uh, I think Java E does great because it was didn't evolve that fast, which makes it perfect choice. Because right now, it's not like we are missing a lot. It's more like, you know, we, we have carefully pick what is the next the next step. And if we market it uh, and make it more um, more interesting also to developers, which uh, Jakarta E it actually does, or MicroProfile, so that they could also contribute their the ideas, then the, the future is, of course, bright um, in Jakarta E. And, and even, we, we even have uh, Microsoft as a partner. I think Microsoft will also is part of the Jakarta E ecosystem. And uh, what I expect in Java and Java E, I think... Um, better integration with, or better integration. There will be probably more integration with Docker, Kubernetes, because there's almost standards right now. So there will be more low-level integrations. But having said that, I think no one questions the power, productivity, and efficiency of uh, JVM itself. So it is great. Um, the problem, the only problem could be is uh, the the overhead of the virtual machine in, uh, itself, which Oracle is also working on. Um, it is not my problem or problem from my clients because in my eyes, you know, the overhead of, I don't know, 100 megs per process is nothing because RAM 
is going to be cheaper and cheaper. The problem is, uh, the real problem is the architectural choice. For instance, some projects, the projects are starting, you know, sidecars, microservices. So they, they're actually deploying already several processes per microservice. And then, of course, it sums up that uh, could be that you have several processes per microservice. But this is not what, what I'm doing. I'm still running just one application server without any sidecars. So for me, the future, future is bright. But as you probably know, the success of a technology is not how good it is, is rather than perception of the market or marketing. Um, otherwise, we would have, you know, 20 years ago, Betamax would would win and not VHS. <laughs> right. And <clears throat> you, you, you talk about uh, VM, and uh, I'm sure that you, you, you saw Grow VM that was released like a, one month or two months ago, I don't know. Uh, do you see any any relationship between Java E and Grow VM with these polyglot features and so on? Yeah, maybe a little bit because um, Nason <laughs> is going to be deprecated probably. This is the JavaScript, and the Grow VM yeah. right now has already a very capable uh, JavaScript implementation. So we could use uh, this instead. And what you would you will get, for instance, we could tightly integrate Node.js with Jakarta E, which could be really interesting. For instance, what I already experimented with is I used uh, uh, my build system for my front-end run on, runs on Graal, no more on Node.js, which is interesting. So I think um, because we have more and more Node.js apps uh, uh, deployed already, uh, Graal could be used actually as an integration point uh, between uh, Node.js and Jakarta E. So there are actually more uh, possibilities. And of course, one day we could implement uh, the services with different language. I, I'm not really interested in. I'm just very pleased with Java 8 and Java 9 and 10. But uh, if someone doesn't like the Java syntax, could use something different. So it's uh, not a big deal. Yeah, sure. And uh, do you think that we this movement uh, for, for Java 8 to Jakarta to Eclipse for a, a foundation uh, do you think that we are going to have the same movement for SE in the future? Maybe Oracle would would donate, uh, I don't know, in, in the future, Java SE to some kind of foundation. But they already have the Open JDK, right? So um, the question yeah, yeah. the question is, is there something left to do? And uh, it really depends on Oracle strategy, So, uh, which uh, for, to me is not clear right now. For instance, as you probably... Uh, aware they renamed the Java one to Oracle Code. Now the question to you: Was it a good idea? Uh, well, uh, for for my perspective, and uh, taking off my Oracle badge here right now. Okay. Uh, I, I wasn't uh, very uh, happy in the in the first 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 moment because you know Java one has uh, a long story. Uh, you know the branding since the uh, even the, the the Java one branding was was very was very strong, and uh, I think that it was already a very open uh, conference we 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 had for many years different technologies uh, beyond Java, but you know uh, going to the to to the, the this new world. I believe that uh, yeah, we we have a clear, more open-ended conference. It sounds good to me. Uh, they 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 said that they will accept uh, you know go go talks and you know some some mm -hmm. 
Node, JavaScript, and so on. So, well, I'm uh, uh, really excited. I, I believe that will will work well because uh, I believe that in the the long run, maybe the brand Java would 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 fail. But yeah, uh, I, I believe it would be a, would be good. So, what about you? Yeah, I I thought a lot about this. Uh, for me personally, it's actually good because. Uh, I, I submitted some talks this year. Yeah, I have no idea whether they are going to be uh, taken or not, but accepted or not. But uh, some talks about uh, just ES6. Um, what I do, I do actually the same thinking of Java I'm applying to the front end. What happens if you delete all the frameworks and stick with standards? This has nothing mm -hmm. to do with Java, so it fits perfectly well with Oracle code. So this is, from my perspective, is positive for me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good for my for my business. But... Um, I think it's a huge mistake, and 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 why is I observed the audience during my talks, and I see you know recurring faces, and we had some chats afterwards, and they were usually enterprise developers from USA. So I never saw them before; I only saw them on Java One, and I saw them you know over and over again. It seems like they got they uh, they submitted uh, they uh, they got approved the the um, attendance to Java One each year because it was Java One. I think mm -hmm. uh, they will do no, they, they won't attend anymore. So there were lots mm -hmm. of enterprise developers who actually were good for the business from Oracle, who, who who will not attend the Java One conference. And Oracle Code, I like the name really because Code, there are no code is the name is brilliant. The problem is the name Oracle. And what I suspect is there will be not that many Go and Rust developers as they, as as Oracle hopes. Because I guess Rust developers would be more on the Mozilla conferences and Go developers more on Google conferences. And uh, the remaining developers will probably attend you know, the Oracle conferences. So this is my suspicion. So I, I would suspect the Oracle code will shrink. And I'm just afraid that uh, the, the, the Oracle code name branding is not as funky that it will actually attract you know, fresh uh, Go and Rust developers. And the old, let's say old, uh, the experienced Java and Java E developers won't attend Oracle Code anymore because there is no more Java One. And I would, I have to say, Java Java One is was a huge branding. I actually thought about whether I should submit something to Oracle Code. I was actually say, okay, now do I have to travel, you know, to USA just to be to attend Oracle Code? I just did it to see what happens. I would like the one time to see how the conference feels and looks like, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, one thing that I thought in the first moment is that they maybe should announce it this, uh, this year on the, the conference for the next year. I don't know, because uh, while the conference is going on, maybe they announce that it will change on the next year. Uh, the, the way that they did this year, maybe we, we was caught on surprise and well, that, that was my, my feeling. Yeah, and they should probably better for would be they could actually extract the Java one from the Oracle world, just create standalone Java one conference, even if it's smaller, and on top of it, Oracle code. I think this would be the best. Yeah. You know, then you will have yeah. uh, the, or, the Java one, like, you know, the Java one branding and see what happens. And if the Java one will shrink from year to year, then they could say, look, Java one shrinks, we kill it, now come everyone over to Oracle Code. This would be probably the uh, the, the approach. But my observation is the more Oracle tries 
to optimize Java One, <laughs> the the you know the smaller it gets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True. Well, Adam, uh, I think that that was my my questions. I don't know if you have. Uh, yeah, one. Uh, it seems like you've wrote a Java Eight book, right? Yeah, uh, just uh, like a one or two months before the last Java One, I was invited by Packet Packet Pub for writing a cookbook about Java Eight. Mm -hmm. I uh, was very very happy about it. Uh, never never expected it before. Uh, well, I, I was happy. It was a, a, like a, a dream come true for me. And uh, it was released on April last April. I was uh, I don't know if you if you know a conference here in Brazil, the, the developers conference. It's a, a big one in Latin America. We have like uh, in three editions. They have like uh, twenty thousand uh, attendees. And uh, on April we have one edition in Florianópolis. It's a city, beautiful city in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was released right there. And well, I'm happy about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, what's inside? Well, it's it's organized around the uh, real use cases. You know, it's, it's it's a cookbook. They 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 call it uh, recipes. So we have uh, I have covered mostly the new the new uh, new APIs or, or the APIs that was updated like uh, uh, JAXRS, JSF, uh, HTTP two. Uh, yes, with servlet four. And security, and uh, we have also a chapter about cloud with containers, and I covered uh, the the containers experiencing some of the the, the biggest vendors. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we have like uh, I don't know the the, the real con, but like uh, 80, 80 recipes, 70 or eighty recipes around the book. In the twelve chapters, yes, nice. And is the book uh, successful? <laughs> I really don't know the the numbers because the 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 package only only sent me the results on on quarters, and okay. we still didn't finish the first quarter. But uh, I saw on the Amazon last week, and for Java books, uh, it wasn't the the hundreds or, or two hundreds. I, I don't remember exactly. I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, you know, uh, I, I'm just happy that it was released. So well, uh, I will see the real numbers on maybe in this next month. Okay. Now, where people can find you on the internet, or if you have something to promote, just do it. Yeah. Well, I have my personal blog. Uh, it's about Java. It's eldermorais.com. Uh, I have my also my Twitter that is elderjava at elderjava. Uh, they are my 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 main main internet. Uh, and I have also my GitHub. That's uh, Elder Morais. Uh, these three places are, are fair enough to to find me. Yeah, cool. So thank you for the chat. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for accepting, and hope you the best. Cool.